Drew Altizer. Hey, he's been photographing high society in the Bay Area for more than 15 years. Uh, we talk about the changing landscape of San Francisco population. We also talk about him photographing landscapes all over the world. It's fascinating and it gets real. Okay, so we're here in the in the, the garden studio. Welcome, Drew. Thank you. Thank you. I was just calling it the garden studio for the first mm-hmm. time, but that feels right. That seems right. Feels very gardeny. Yeah, gardeny. It's filling in. It's sunny in in Presidio Heights. Yeah. It's always like this. That's right. Always. Always. <laughs> Never. Only sunny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so you are um, the the uh, prolific photographer here in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I guess the question is, who photographs you? Nobody, if I can help it. Do you do you uh, do you use a skirt behind the you know the I don't know the curtain I, and yeah I, I I think a lot of photographers avoid photographs. I don't really know why. We just you know we don't we don't seek that kind of <laughs> attention. I guess yeah you know, we, we hide behind a camera for a reason. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I mean look if somebody wants to take my picture I feel like I ask everybody for a picture all the time for yeah. a living just all day and all night. Yeah. So if anybody wants to ever take a picture of me I always say yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like I owe it, but mm-hmm. um, I don't want or need a picture of me for yeah. any purpose, really. Well, we know. I think everybody uh, who's listening knows like what you're, what you do for your work, but it's yeah. it's mostly people, mm-hmm. and you also do events. Actually, can you explain what all you guys do now? Because it's changed a lot since you first started in the early two thousand. It's expanded a little. Uh-huh. You know, um, when I started, we just did really straightforward. Actually, it hasn't changed that much. You know, we, we shoot parties and we get them to press. We get them out to magazines and blogs and anybody who might do who might want to cover something that we shoot. Mm-hmm. So we do that one little sliver that traditionally a PR agency would do, um, but we do it for the PR agencies too. So we you know we you know we really support PR mm-hmm. in that we're not we're not in a, we're not a, we're not in the PR business, yeah. but we support PR and getting it out that way. And, and so I've gone to these events, and then more we would go to, say, the Fall Antique Show, or yeah. Fog, or yeah, a polo match, sure. or, you know, or, or birthdays, and even you, you guys have covered my birthday, yeah. or photographed my birthday one time. And is this kind of an ever-expanding service? Was it something you helped kind of carry or make a service like that, or were there other people doing that? <clears throat> there were people taking pictures of parties, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, when I started, there were probably five people doing this in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, two or three of them were really the main ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were mm-hmm. people doing it. Okay. And But what they used to do is they were shooting film when I started. So I, I came along at a, like a really precise moment where oh. film was turning to digital. And I went to digital before those guys did. Yes. And had a website and could turn events around overnight yes. uh, if I rushed. And nobody had seen that before here yes. for this kind of work. And so, and that was my early competitive advantage, competitive advantage was just being able to do everything faster and more efficiently, mm-hmm. um, serve clients better. The, but the fundamental job hasn't really changed. Those guys were getting pictures to press to mm-hmm. some degree, at least mm-hmm. one or two of them were. And, uh, but they used to, they, so what they do is they'd shoot rolls of film and one of two, then they'd either hand over the film and it was your problem as the client, 
or they would take it to Costco overnight and get it developed really quickly and pick it up the next day and get the pictures and write the names on the back of the actual prints mm -hmm. and sort of try and get them to magazines within a deadline if they could next month within the next month or so. Mm -hmm. And we just did all that digitally so that we were delivering next day to everybody yeah. and trying to figure out how to make it easier for everyone. So I'm just thinking of all the photographs we send of our interior photographs, sure. mm -hmm. and you know it's it's a, kind of a struggle for file size. Yep, it can <laughs> it's be kind of a kind of a wonky question. But like early when you were trying to deliver those, and what was it early 2000, 2003, four? Yeah, uh, two thousand three, four. Yeah, with the early ones. Yeah. And so, what service was available <laughs> then? As it's now maybe Dropbox or something. Shutterfly. Uh -huh. We used Shutterfly. I didn't know what else to do because uh -huh. I wanted to sell pictures to people. I wanted to be able to people to be able to get pictures. I yeah. wanted to be able to buy prints and see everything. So I went to Shutterfly and I went and learned how to build a front page myself that mm. would um, you know have sort of album covers if, if you like like our site does now. Mm -hmm. Except when you clicked on an event, instead of taking you to the inside of the event, it would take you to Shutterfly to that event, mm -hmm. and that worked well for a couple of years until mm -hmm. um, we needed something more robust. How much is the work of uh, events like I saw your team at Fall Antique Show? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or Fall Show? Sure. The um, Fall Show, that's right. The is that right? The, yeah, oh, the okay. Fall Show. And how much is it kind of private events where people hire you to come do? I mean, is there a breakdown? It's percentage? A, I'm sure there is a percentage, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, we do a lot more events for press. Yeah. Than we do private things. People, yeah. but people who know us hire us because they know we're going to do a nice job taking pictures, and we're not going to embarrass them. Mm -hmm. We're not going to, you know, let something out in public that shouldn't be out in public. Um, yeah, I was that kind of thing. Just talking to Mark Rhodes, who was yeah. just in here for our meeting, and he he said, "Oh, Drew does such a great job of you know photographing people, and also maybe noting like maybe that's not a flattering photograph. Mm -hmm. So rather, yeah, you know, I mean that's kind of a no-brainer, I guess, decision, but." Um, I know that's a maybe a skill or an, a, a, a concentration to like really filter and look through all your photographs um, to make sure it, it is the best. Yeah, the team of people who who do this with me, it, they're great. The editors first. I mean, we shoot these pictures and they go to editors overnight. Our, our editors they make uh, and sometimes the photographers makes make a selection, and the editors edit each picture uh, before we turn them around and. Yeah, they know what to do. They know not to. I mean, my instruction is to don't let anybody. I mean, if it's objectively a terrible picture, obviously don't pick it. You know, mm -hmm. there there are pictures that are technically we just make mistakes and things. We get rid of those, of course. But then, um, you know, if somebody's just if you can anticipate that they're not going to be happy about the way they look. Their eyes you know, half shut. I, well, not just <laughs> eyes half shut, mouth wide open. Yeah. You know, whatever it is, everybody's got little. Yes, stuff. and uh, we take them out, of course. Yeah, you know. I always, but some people have a little bit of a sense of humor about themselves, and if they look, you know, quirky, uh, quirky, but okay, yeah, we'll leave that in, yeah, you know, because yeah. who wants to look at everybody just standing there looking perfect? You know, you kind of want to see people behaving, yes. you know, and when people behave and they talk, okay, somebody's mouth might be open a little bit or something, you know, maybe they're not smiling exactly as they. Oh my gosh, this reminds me of a fantastic story. Yeah, which I think you would appreciate. Um, I don't know how many uh, shoots you've done with like massive amounts of people, but the the design industry has this deco off event in January in Paris. Yeah. So there's a lot of San Franciscans there, got, you know, people from LA, and we were in uh, an opera house there, mm -hmm. and it was giant stairs, a hundred designers, 
getting ready to go to a dinner, and they're like kind of pyramided up these stairs, getting ready for a photograph. You couldn't hear yourself speak, and it was so loud, and they couldn't like kind of heard these cats of designers, all yep, of us on there. That sounds right. Until they pull out the camera, and then everyone totally piped down and went silent because everyone had to have the perfect smile, right? Yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah, designers weirdly have an instinct for this. <laughs> really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, designers are conscious of those appearances. That can't be just them, but I mean, just a crowd of people when they know now it's go time. They're just... I don't know. There are a lot of people who, a lot of crowds who, you know, they have a mob mentality and they don't stop doing what they're doing. You have to sort of beg and plead and cajole and yell and scream until they get it, until they focus up. Uh-huh. But... You know, designers are not. The, I think designers are actually pretty compliant when it comes to photos. <laughs> As a rule, I wonder who else, who else is compliant. Uh, um, I can't think of anyone in the blog. I can't think of anybody who's or, not. Yeah. Oh, oh, what other categories of people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. No bloggers or, or fashionistas. And, or, I don't know. Hmm. I'm trying. I really, I can't think of another just full category actors. Oh, they're ready models. to go. Mod- yeah. Models are great models. You can't get them to stop doing stuff. Yeah. You're just, you're just, you ask, ask a question, they're like... Oh, oh, you just turn the camera their way and they just start working. <laughs> they're great. Yeah. Models are fabulous. Oh, my gosh. There was this Lady Gaga like post or something, uh, a little little video of her, where she's like talking to one person, turn, makes the shot, turns right back to another person, makes the shot. It was just like on video yeah. of her slaying it. Well, that's, I mean, honestly, it's a, such a big part of her profession. Uh-huh. You know, when you're a celebrity like that, yeah. like it's just part of the job and you just do it. You know, what? you don't have to, I don't think they have to think too much about it. They just do it. What is it called? Is it making your mark or what do they refer to it when you kind of turn right and you get the perfect, you know, visual of yourself for the photographer? Well, I mean, there are, the thing about the thing about professionals, you know, models and actresses, they know their angles, uh-huh. right? Like they don't, they don't have to sort of wonder what they look like. They know very well what they look like from various angles. I think, and, uh-huh. uh, so they just come in and hit that, you know, hit their mark. <laughs> hit their, yeah, yeah. They, they 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 know exactly how they look best, so they know how to make a camera work mm-hmm. for them. Hey, so. Everyone who comes on the podcast, we yeah. try to research and find out a little bit about them. There's, um, well, like, like you said, you don't get photographed a lot. There's um, not a lot to uh, know about uh, me. I'm pretty straightforward. And so, we're, <laughs> well, I'm I'm curious where you're from, and, and oh, I yeah. did I did find that out. Tell me a little bit about. Yeah, know. I'm from North Carolina. I really, grew, I grew up in Virginia, then North Carolina. Where um, in North Carolina? A little high point. Oh yeah. Yeah, my background's in decorative fabrics. Oh, okay. Yeah, furniture and decorative. Fabrics. You're gonna love my speed round. Okay. It's going to be good for you. All right. Uh, Decorative uh, in nature? <laughs> I won't let it out. I don't, right. You'll have to wait, I guess. I'll do what I can. You'll have to wait 20 minutes. Talk I'll do what I can. Uh, so, okay, so Virginia. Yeah. Um, and, and where in Virginia? Martinsville? Little t- well, I was born in Martinsville, um, but I didn't really grow up there. I grew up in Harrisonburg, Virginia, mm-hmm. which is... So it's, not west, it's not northwest Virginia, but it's the northwestern part of Virginia. And... Um, from there, I went to uh, boarding school outside of Charlottesville, Virginia, then to college in North Carolina. Oh, where is uh, I, I lived yeah. in Raleigh, actually outside oh. of Raleigh, a little town called Zebulon. Sure. And I lived in Goldsboro. Oh, yeah. And then another town. In I couldn't Cleveland find County. Zebulon on a map, though. Yeah. Right. Outside of Raleigh, Small. I guess. <laughs> yeah, outside of East, yeah. Uh, uh, but then I went to Guilford College in Greensboro. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Greensboro. Mm-hmm. West, uh, east of Hickory, west of Raleigh. Greensboro. Yeah. Oh no, right in the middle. Oh. Just okay. in the middle of the state, you have High Point, Greensboro, and Winston Salem. Mm-hmm. Sort of a little the triad. What's um, the triangles? What's the triangle? Raleigh, Durham, and. Uh, Carrie? No, not Carrie. So that sort of makes sense. Seems like it's not Charlotte. That's not part of it. I think you're right. It's all round round. Tri- but the triangle, the triad, mm. is in the center of the state. Mm. And what's uh, so? I have lived in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. For listeners who haven't grown up or or you know, lived or spent summers there, I was there a few summers. Mm-hmm. Um, what are what is the high level North Carolina vibe? You know, what was what do you w- explain North Carolina? I don't know. I think of it as just a big sea of Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> it's not probably what it is. I mean, I think it's probably not that so much that way, though. You know, when I left there, it was a it was kind of a blue state. It was a it was becoming a progressive state, mm-hmm. um, but that has really changed since mm-hmm. then. Yeah, it's one of the reasons I don't go back much. I see my family, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, there are lots of nice people, but you can't talk about a lot of things with them. Yeah, I've seen I a can't, lot of anyway. Yeah, I was seeing a lot of. Um, New Yorkers, you know, moving to warmer grass. Oh yeah, yeah. I've heard I've heard that people do that. They move or a lot of people Coast, are moving to Northeast. Raleigh and Durham. Yeah, not me. There's a f- I like west of the Mississippi. Yeah, I just think I'm better suited for out here. So that's your geo. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I could move back to the south. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate some things about it. Decoratively, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, right on. Is but that your personal style? More, I mean, say decoratively, I'm just gonna. It's, it's. I don't know if it's my personal style so much as it's something I like to look at. You know, I like the color. Yeah. You know, um, I like the sort of Atlanta colors. Oh. A lot of people don't. Atlanta colors, is that what you said? Yeah. You know. What yellows and yellows blues and, and corals and mm-hmm. you know bright clear colors. Mm-hmm. So I think it was Atlanta colors, sort of, you know, clear. Know. Here by greens. More traditional. More traditional. Um, but I think about it being sort of colorful. You know, I think about sort of silks in those colors. And yeah. I was walking th- through Presidio Heights here, uh, three blocks away. There's some of that up here, too. Really traditional. Yeah. Not just the exteriors, but the interiors. Yeah, uh, mostly the interiors. And I don't know if you put it in the conservative bucket, but sometimes people use that word. I think you just put it in the really traditional yeah. bucket. I mean, it's the people who are both conservative and decorative in the South, I think in particular, often decorate in that style. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think of it that way too. I think it kind of is conservative. And, and, I, and I go into people's houses, houses a lot and I think, you know, this looks, this could be back, this could be back East very easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I was walking along. I mean, we're in California. Yeah. We are in, uh, an, you know, dynamic neighborhood maybe you know i don't know if it's changing because it's very actually this is quite staid and mm-hmm. traditional neighborhood yeah. this, this is not moving. the kind of it's not a revolving door type of neighborhood no no but i saw this like one house that had these really cool red numbers that were mm-hmm. contemporary and it was pop it popped off this brick that's a you know it's edwardian or or just a really just beautiful classic yeah detailed exterior home um and it kind of reminded me of what, what Los Angeles looks like, which is really kind of moving or like really innovative design. Mm-hmm. And I wonder why, or actually, I wonder if places and homes and people, you know, in these in this uh, historic neighborhood, are ever going to start. You know, we're gonna we want to move forward. 
Now, what I think generation some of them do? I think some do. I think there's a lot of that actually happening. I think there's more and more of that mixed into houses now, to homes up here. Don't you think? I mean, don't you kind of see it like so, people putting a little, little bit of shiny something here, a little color something there, and you know. Um, I think it's peppered. I don't think it's. It's not like LA. Yeah. I mean, people are not trying to. I don't know. I, it feels like people aren't really pushing themselves very mm-hmm. hard. Yeah, that's but what the, I think. But but they're finding a, some ways to be a little more playful about the way they live. I guess I'm asking you too because you go to some of these events, or they, yeah. it might be an event that you're photographing in these, you know, some of the homes that you and I would be in anyway. Yeah. Um, and then fashion too. You know, in what way are people um, when they're pushing the envelope? I see that changing to me anyway. That. I think that that's not, um, I don't think people are, not a lot of avant-garde fashion here. People are pretty conservative in a way about that too. I think you're right. You know, people sometimes will find an interesting brand, but they often stick with that brand a long, a long time, you know, really consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are really brand loyal here, it seems like to me. Mm-hmm. At, least the old, at least the old guard is. Mm-hmm. You know, the sort of establishment conservative crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not so sure that's true for for Silicon Valley people. Mm. Do you go down there much? Down sure, I go wherever they where yeah. they have me go. The, right, the, more Palo Alto and maybe not as far as San Jose as much. Oh yeah, I don't know. We would yeah. go to San Jose. Yeah, 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 but not all the time. We're in, on the peninsula all the time. Though. Yeah, I think I misspoke. That's what I mean. Um, but so hey, that was a question I had too. Uh, early 2003, I think you said. Mm-hmm. You know, what is the camera? You've got kind of a photographic timeline of how kind of, the yeah. city's changing through the people, mm-hmm. how the city's changing. Like, what if you, what narrative are you seeing, and what could you put, how could you put words to it? I don't know. You know, between 2003, 2003 and four, and into five, I was kind of just getting my footing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2006, though, there was a whole kind of a scene. You know, I don't do you remember Otis, that bar downtown? Is it still there? I don't know. It was on uh, where was it? Maiden Lane. It was on mm. the you know the eastern the east side of Maiden Lane toward Kearney. I don't know. There was a, there was a yeah. bar down there that a lot of people were. I think a lot of sort of Pacific Heights folks were young youngish Pacific Heights folks were sort of part of, and um, there was a real scene down there. It was a whole crowd of people that was out having parties, being philanthropic, mm-hmm. and somewhere around two thousand. I'm going to say eight ish somewhere. Uh, a few of them picked up to move to L.A., and that sort of scene just kind of fell apart a bit. Uh-huh. Um, I, that was the first big change I noticed. Um, but then, you know, the city changed after that. Mm-hmm. After 2007, 8, 9, the city really started to change, and it's been exactly the change that you'd, you'd think it has been. Um, there's a lot of new philanthropic... There's a lot of new money that is prospectively philanthropic, that I'm not sure is yet philanthropic. <laughs> um, and the people who are traditionally giving to these kinds of organizations and throwing events, um, you know, some of them are getting older. Some of them, lots of them have kids and are just busy with that for now. Uh, and I think there's a lot of people, there are a lot of people who, they don't feel as obligated to participate in that way. I just think they're, they're le- they feel less obligated to participate um, in parties to philanthropic ends, mm-hmm. especially if they're not fun, which is not to say that they aren't fun, mm-hmm. but you know, um, if you're not there with lots of friends, they're a little less fun. You mm-hmm. know? And I, and I think that that 
I, I'm interested to see what happens because I don't know that this is actually true, but I perceive that that kind of lifestyle is less um, aspirational for the tech scene. They just either they don't quite know how to participate in philanthropy in that way, or um, they just view social interaction differently mm-hmm. than the old guard. I don't know. I can't quite put my finger on it. Well, it's, this is this is timely and interesting. I think this this morning we were talking about how our business is going to change over the coming years, and the the, the tech uh, industry or the tech um, consumer. The high-level executive or mid-level mm-hmm. executive in the tech world, uh, they they don't really feel the need to be showy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They like the disruption kind of work they're doing, so they're not looking at everything as, well, that's the way it's been done. Yeah. That's the way it should be they done. They don't feel like they need to fit into something. No. Well, also, and I think this is a big one, which is that, and, and I, you know, I, I don't know if I'm, I think that there are... You know, traditionally, philanthropy had uh, women have largely driven philanthropy, mm-hmm. right? Um, again, this is obviously a pretty broad brush, but you know, if you look at who has chaired galas and sort of made those kinds of things happen, they are traditionally the wife of somebody. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, not universally, but okay. Rule yeah, of thumb. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, and that that they operated within a, a sort of a a self-made social structure, right? They didn't have, I think, a lot of real-world power as wife of somebody, mm-hmm. right? So they create this sort of scene, this society thing, uh-huh. and it is a construct in which they can have some power, you know, with each other, for themselves, you know? They can demonstrate uh, that they're, obviously they're smart people, but I don't think they, I think a lot of them didn't have lots of ways to express that, um, and this whole, all this this sort of philanthropic social scene, you know, uh, I think it gave them a place to exert themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, wildly perceptive. Yes, and I think that now that that every day women get more and more real world power and just don't need it. Yes, they just don't need a, a construct to to do that. Uh-huh. You know, I don't know that that's true. Mm-hmm. But it seems not wrong to me. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? When I see um, you know, who still chairs things, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, and who doesn't, um, I don't know. I just don't, I just don't see a lot of the really new guard valuing that mm-hmm. and feeling like that that validates them in some way. Mm-hmm. You know? well, and I think it's a legitimate thing to be validated around, by the way. And then, so you think about a philanthropy. I don't... I don't have the data in front of me or there otherwise, but I don't know that philanthropy or giving is down. It seems to be always growing. So then who's doing it in, in lieu of not the new guard, you know, like you said. Well, there's the old guard. It's not really a fair thing to call them. Okay. You know, they they exist in the world just like the new guard. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. they're real people living real lives. Yeah. But... Um, I can't tell who's giving. Do you think the giving? I think it's a problem, actually. I do, actually, I think maybe big donor giving might be down. I don't know for sure, but uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised to learn that it was a little bit down. What if it's not down? It's just not sensationalized, and people are doing it more privately. 
Maybe, but I don't think and I, it, they may be doing it more privately. But it, I don't. Per, again, I don't have the numbers on this, yeah. but I don't perceive they're giving to the arts in the same way that they're giving to, uh, say, science, gotcha. hospitals. Gotcha. You yeah. know, I think it seems like it seems like a lot of the sort of new crowd in San Francisco um, that they, again, there are exceptions for sure. Mm-hmm. But they, as a group, they they understand. You know how to give to a hospital, how to give to to schools, how to give mm-hmm. to certain categories. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that makes more some some kind of sense to them. Though I think that it's a little bit of a mistake to discount what the arts do for the educated person. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think the arts have a an important place in the in terms of innovation, even in the context of science. Uh-huh. You know, I think it's a kind of thinking that scientists need. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm, I just went to Lions Ballet's, uh, Alonzo King Oh, Lions yeah, yeah they're great. Yeah, and kind of that's my, one of my passion sure. projects. I haven't that's a great example of a kind of organization that I actually would think would be doing okay. I, I don't, you know, I presume they are. They're, they're you know what I've learned about performing. them? Um, well, because I'm, I'm kind of, I am a little bit involved with them, and it looks like I'm going to be even more so. Good. But the small uh, company... Dance company mm-hmm. uh, seems to get a lot of attention because they need a lot of support. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very large, like the San Francisco Ballet, you know, it's got a lot of movement behind it. Yep. It's a legacy of support. And then, but the middle ones, they they really have to work a little extra hard to, to get the message. Lines sort of middle zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they always they, every little, uh, you know, it's just the, the, it's more challenging. I, I would think. think that 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 sort of I would think that that sort of dance would just Attract you know, a young a young crowd. But do you know um, how many people I, I, I've heard from the board members who say we see the photography because you see it on the buses. You must that must really like spark something in you. Have you seen their, their I mean, advertisements? I, just, I see. I'm, I I know that I see it, uh-huh. but you know I don't really. Well, it's striking. It's always like a dance, like a, a dark background. Sure. And a brilliant I know they have gra- they have somebody really great shooting that show. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. But I, yeah, I, I have seen it. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, people will always be telling this board member I was talking to recently that, that they will say, I've, you know, I've never been to that. And they're a San Francisco company. Yeah. They're, they're 25 years or so here. They've been around forever. You know, and they're like, I've never been to one. Yeah. So, yeah, the message is um, always needing to be. I mean, that, you know what? It's maybe educating people that are just arriving 10 years ago or five years ago. Right. Right. Getting them educated. And he used to be around, he used to be in my little world. Mm-hmm. He used to be out and about in my little world more. Mm-hmm. You know, I see him once in a while. He's amazing. Have you heard him speak? Amazing. Amazing. Like, you know, I feel like that company, I don't, again, I don't know this, but I can't help but think that the strength of his individual charisma, charisma, yeah. and thoughtfulness and heart. Skill. And he's just got so much heart. Yeah. You know, that that has got to be. An enormous part of what makes that thing successful. Yeah. And if he ever wanted to talk to a donor, they would certainly yeah. give. It's hard to imagine anybody not giving him some money who he asked. Yeah. Um, what are some of the unique events you've uh, photographed over the years? Maybe something necessarily that one might not guess you have. Gosh. Well, I don't know if they would have guessed. I wouldn't have guessed I had because we put everything online. (laughs) Not everything, but you know everything that I'm supposed to have done. And door to mention that it's it's on there. But gosh, I mean, I'm a little. 
I'm a little distorted because of the my my, my view's a little distorted because I've sort of lost track of what's <laughs> unique. There are there are a lot of really great events, uh-huh. you know. But when you go to all great events, you know, the, the, it, you, you get out of whack I about what, what, I, I agree. what I agree. about what's extraordinary. Sometimes you know? I can't decide if um, I don't know. You just you just get like, is, is this normal or is this not normal? Well, sometimes I go out in the world. I'm like, who are all these people? Because you know, I know these thousand people from the little world I inhabit, uh-huh. and then I and I go out to restaurants, and often in this neighborhood or you know near here. I'll see a lot. I'll see people I go, and I see people I know everywhere. I go to another neighborhood. I'm like, who are all these people? Uh-huh. Where do they come from? I forget that there are other kinds of parties. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That not yes. everything is an over the top. You know. That's funny. Event in that way, I sort of forget that there are people having parties at their houses that are just parties. Right. You know. Yeah, and and because uh, it's crowded. Nature, you know, it's not like, right. Exactly, and then by nature, I'm just not like I don't go to. I don't. Like, I'm not interested in going to parties. I've mm-hmm. just never been a, like, the idea of going to a cocktail party just as a guest. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I can enjoy them, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've never been drawn to them, per se, you know, really. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never really been eager to go to cocktail parties. Yeah. Um, you know, I, Yikes. I, I tend to, I'm, I'm sort of a homebody. I tend to be quiet, and, you know. I get it. I mean, I don't really get it personally. No, but you're, I not, get no it. you're not like that. <laughs> Um, what about celebrities? Who are some of the favorite celebrities you've photographed? Well, you know, there are a lot of them. We've had a bunch of them recently, actually. This week, this last week, we've had Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson and who else? Edward Norton, Laura Dern. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're all great. Was I was it, really surprised. Yeah. Kristen Stewart was lovely. I'm not sure. I'm, lovely. I understand the form in which you're photographing them. Are these headshots? Well, in this or? case, no, no, no. In this case, it was for the Mil- at the Mill Valley Film Festival. So they're in it town. Was it, was, yeah, it was an event, and you made sure and get them. It was a week of, of events. I got you. Know? you. Same thing around the San Francisco Film Festival. There are events uh, around that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and celebrities sort of filter through here and there, for one reason or another. You know, does do at an event, uh, who, how do you decipher who's important? You know, it's or, a, or not, a good or like somebody you're maybe there's somebody who you need to leave alone. Yeah. Like they just no, it's a really good question. You know, in a room of people who I know, I know who's important for whatever reason. There are lots of ways to be important. You know, yeah. I mean, everybody is sort of somebody. You know, I said yeah, I, I, won't, you know, I say that I, you're I, like it's tiered. I mean, there's like funny. everyone's important. Years ago, when who's, Gavin was mayor, I he was he showed he went to a party somewhere, and I said and I asked him, I was like, have you seen anybody? He goes, everybody's somebody. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, which, you know, it's, he's, he's not, you know, he's right, of course. It was, it's a, for me, it's a, I, I was asking, do you see anybody we know uh, yeah. who I might want, not be able to miss? But um, yeah, it was a good reminder. I've never forgotten to remember that, you know, just because they're not important to me right now in this context mm-hmm. doesn't make them unimportant. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know, I don't know, I, I know in a couple of ways. I, I mean, you learn to kind of feel your way through a room. Mm-hmm. You can kind of just look around and feel who's important mm-hmm. is one way. Um, but then there are lots of other ways to be important. There are people who are important to me because I can. I know that a magazine in New York knows who they are, and it's something we can use for press, you mm-hmm. know, to, for the organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might be important because they're just central to the event. You know, they just they, they, maybe there's somebody I've never heard of or met, or, but they're chairing this thing, and they've made it happen, and so they're important in that way. Yeah. Um, other times, there are lots of ways to be important. You know. Yeah. 
Are you ever thinking about doing a book? I mean, no. I mean, outside of San Francisco, who's going to read it? Mm, I don't know. Uh, uh, it's not so clear it's to me that the world cares as much about San Francisco in that way. Uh-huh. You know, as you might imagine. Yeah. You know, San Francisco is interesting in terms of innovation and business and what's coming out of here. But in terms of the social set, what if you partner with somebody like the, the Herb Kane of today? You know, and so you've got this catalog of yeah, twenty-five the, years, let's possible. say, in five, ten years, and then you've got a brilliant writer sure. that's chronicling, you know, a period of time. Yeah, sure, absolutely, a, a, a quarter decade. I guess my question is, though, outside of San Francisco, who's who's looking for that book? Um, Maybe somebody, but you think about New York. Let's take New York for an yeah. example, right? Or LA. Good, both good examples. I mean, the reason why a book works in New York mm-hmm. is that you know every celebrity from the era through New York, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're known all over the world. And there's like really young photos of them. They're like yeah. older photos well, of more them. More importantly, they're known everywhere. Yeah, they're known in Noe Valley, but also in Italy and everywhere in the world. You know what I mean? They're just they're widely known. Uh, so that's an interesting book. No, kind of no matter where you live. Yeah, you know, because they're all famous. What do you think about sort of tech celebrities? You yeah, know, be, I, um, I've, I've thought about that. I've, I'd like to do that book, but you know, they don't—they're not out in the way that celebrity celebrities are. Uh-huh. I mean, they're just not—you know—a lot of times um, brands will come out here and they'll 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 throw a party, and they're thinking at first, or at least this is true a few years ago, often was that it's kind of like L.A. for for geeks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That you've got all these tech people who are out and about in the way that celebrities are out and about in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not mm-hmm. in that way. You know, they're not out being photographed at night. Um, mm-hmm. They're, as you say, working on their ideas <laughs> and staying in, <laughs> hanging with each other. And it's kind of uncool to be, to want that kind of attention, I think. You ever heard the saying, uh, the tall poppy uh, gets cut? Yeah. You know, I haven't heard it, but it makes sense. Yeah, I would ever wonder if that's kind of the mentality. Maybe. I, I wonder about it, too. I don't know what it's all about. I mean, I think maybe part of it is that there are a lot of young people who are handed a big pile of money to build something. And A, they want to get to work building it and seeing what they can do. And B, you know, I'm not sure how frivolous they want to appear. Yeah, I think there's... Uh, a level of humility in that kind of culture. I, I mean, I, whatever percentage you want to say, I think somehow there's this outward appearance of of humility that is a, a value. I mean, it's probably uh, sometimes. It I think be maybe it's to, just cooler to be smart. Yeah. You know, I mean, I feel like that's just like there's an ethos of just there. It's cool to be smart and mm-hmm. not have to, you know, show anything other than the product of how brilliant you are mm-hmm. you know that that's the, the the most desirable kind of attention is to get it for your mm-hmm. acumen in some area yeah yeah not because you you're like a shiny object not because, exactly not because you look yeah. interesting or not because yeah. you're associated with a brand you know but just your innate your your, your you resume know. is what does it or what you have done yeah i've talked about this a long time with my like father forever even about our culture versus the old world culture overseas in Europe, you know, that really that we're embedded in our, at our best, I guess we're embedded in, you can make it in our culture if you work hard and 
you have as good of a chance as anywhere. And it's like the cowboy in us to just go do it. Yep. Maybe they are inspired that, mostly by that. I think that's fair. And also, you know, the, um, yeah, I guess I understand it really because I, I don't want attention for any, not like that I would get attention for any other reason, but, you know, I want whatever, any attention that, any, any if, if anybody's paying attention to me, I want it to be because I'm making something worth paying attention to. I get that. Yeah. You know, in my work, in my job, I, I want to do a good job. Yeah. I want people to know me for that. I want people to know me for doing well what I'm set out to do. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no other reason why I particularly want to be known. Yeah. You know? Well, mission accomplished, brother. Well, people do, you know, that you're top of game and well, you do so we, well at it. We, we do our little thing. Yeah, you know? no, you do well, man. You, you rock it. I'm we so, like it. I mean, how about the speed round? You ready? Yeah, sure. This is a, this is a speed round, like, you know, Give a couple options. Just give me, you know, the quick answer. We'll okay, see how sure. speedy it actually goes. Okay, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Dim lighting, uh-huh. bright lights. Oh, oh, okay, that kind of thing. Um, I guess dim lights. Yeah. I like a room designed for evening. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, Napa venue to work on, or like downtown San Francisco. Oh, downtown. Yeah. Um, is that because of? Is it neater atmosphere for you or because of lighting or technical? Um, I just think that most of the parties that I can do the most with in press are going to happen downtown. Gotcha. Not, it's not universally true. There's some fabulous parties in Napa that I do a lot with. Yeah. But my first instinct is downtown. Yeah. Well, it's a speed route, so you got to do that. I got you. Um, all right. Um, polka dots or stripes? Oh, stripes. Um, okay, so... If, what? Because you can't mix color and polka dots very easily. Uh-huh. And you can, okay. stripes are like a chord, like, yes. a, like a musical chord. Polka dots are something else. Gotcha. Um, I love it. Uh, okay, so then a pattern for photographs or just plain? No pattern. Just dress. depends. Um, you know, I mean, if I have to pick, I'll, gosh, I don't know. I like really simple photographs of pattern, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't need a super messy photo. Mm-hmm. But I want something in it. But mm-hmm. I tend to want to simplify. And sometimes the you know just the curve, the shape, or the I want the a sing- or, or I want a singular image. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the oh, time yeah. I'm trying to get something that you can look at quickly and understand right away what you're looking at. Yeah, you don't have to not too interpretive. I dig that. I can see that. We try to do our photographs something like that. Yeah. There's more to discover, but you're like, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. And for for instance, it depends on what I'm shooting too. We didn't even talk about. It. I shoot landscape photos. I was going to ask you. Yeah, I shoot a lot of the landscape photos, and um, those are kind of a different animal to, to this. Those for, maybe pattern. And, and for what? For, for pleasure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Not, not okay. for work then. No, well, a little bit for work because you know, it, 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 well, you understand. We sell them through uh, designers to some degree. Oh, I gotcha. You know, cool. People want big prints in their houses, so we can we shoot things we can print big. I gotcha. Yeah. Those are pretty cool. Do you ever go to like Joshua Tree or where do you go? I love Joshua Tree. Yeah. Yeah. Where's your go to kind of? I, I like being near water. I like photographing water, water, water. I can't, for whatever reason, I can't get enough water. Uh, where are some interesting places you've traveled to for that? Um, well, you know, obviously all over California. Mm-hmm. Um, we spent, we, we were in Iceland not a couple of years ago. That was nice. nice. And I just came back from Istanbul do it for an art show. We were, oh. we were doing an art show a couple of weeks ago for, it, it was associated with their, um, biennial. And I was going to go shoot some landscapes there, but I never could get out of, out of town. Hmm. 
out in Crater Lake. It's not too oh, far. Oh, Crater Lake's great. Yeah, I wonder how that would photograph. I guess you get something, but it's a fascinating place. It is. And it has water. It does have water. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, a sweet tea or coffee? Oh, I prefer sweet tea, but I don't really eat sugar, so coffee. Uh-huh. Uh, that was the, the North Carolina reference yeah. of Virginia. Got That's it. Right. That sweet so tea. I grew up with sweet tea and barbecue. Uh, no, sweet tea. Uh, and barbecue, you said? Yeah, North Carolina barbecue. North Carolina style. Everybody else. What is that? It. Not sweet, probably. It's the good kind. <laughs> no, it's pork barbecue with a vinegar-based sauce. Oh, that makes my mouth water. Yeah. Um, in the South, mm-hmm. people... Wear often you know, dress shoes with no socks. Socks or no socks? I like both. It's, I had this conversation weirdly yesterday with somebody. Really? Um, These guys earlier were, were prepping. They were like, what are you talking about? I tend to wear socks, but I get the no socks thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, beach or mountain for your holidays? Beach. Caribbean or Hawaii? Hawaii. Uh, going to, uh, abroad, you're more like an Italy sort of guy or more like Denmark? Denmark. Really? Yeah. I guess the Iceland. Well, I tend yeah. to want to go where, you know, it's not overrun with Americans. Yeah, Denmark might be by now, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That was one of the great things about Turkey. Not, there weren't Americans everywhere. You, you know, mm-hmm. you just never heard an American accent. It was great. Yeah. Uh, let's see. For your wardrobe, are you black and white mm. or color? Color. Color. The color in my life, more black and white in my work. And, and uh, I see that. Mm. I like that. Cardigan. Um, so, favorite neighborhood in San Francisco? I like my neighborhood, Cal Hollow. I just don't know if, you know, I like living there. Mm. That's where I want to live. Mm-hmm. You know, I like, I don't have a view, but I like seeing the bay when I walk by cross streets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nikon or Canon? Canon. Gap or Old Navy? Um, I don't know. I guess Gap. <laughs> <laughs> Bloomingdale's or Barney's? Barney's. Uh, do you prefer photographing photographing kids or animals? Adults. <laughs> <laughs> Landscapes. <laughs> I mean, if I had to pick, I don't know. I guess I could get on board with either one. It's kind of the same thing, isn't it? <laughs> I guess. Um, all right, then last question. It's been so fun. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. me. This is great because this is more... Well, I never get to really talk to you. No. We're know. always... I see you at parties and I yeah. see you around, but like I'm, we're always doing stuff. I know. We're, well, um, we all have such fascinating stories. That's what I love about doing this podcast. No, it's is, really smart to do. I should do a podcast. I don't have to... Yeah, do I one. would never get it done. But All you have to do is get a... A little room, a couple mics. An engineer. An engineer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sound engineer. And then talk Ex- everybody into coming. <laughs> yeah. Which only took you a year to talk me into coming. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was Mark's idea. Yeah. You, you, no, you, you know, at coup d'etat, two years, year, year and a half ago. ago. No, I wanted to do it then. I just, you know how it is, you get busy and... You're taking photographs in Iceland. I get it. Exactly. Uh, so here's the last question. Yeah. And again, thank you so much. Uh, but uh, the last question I always ask everybody is, what's your, because tying it back to uh, my world, which is you know, making yeah. inspirational, uplifting, amplified homes uh, that, are, that are inspired by, by the clients. Yeah. Um, 
But so what is your favorite room in your house and why? I mean, I think my favorite room in most houses, you know, I, I don't have, it's not my favorite room, but my favorite room in my house is the living room because it's literally where we live. Mm-hmm. And so we try to make it you know, nice for ourselves and comfortable. It's, it's very much our sort of center of our house. Mm-hmm. Um, for most pe- houses, though, I'm most interested in how people live in their little libraries and things, offices and libraries. I like those rooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, brother, it's been real. Thank you. This is like we just got down to it. We learned a lot about each other, really, right. but mostly you. And thank you again for coming. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.